Lecture topic: The why behind every action. Continuing with the discussion of some of the malfuzat statements and writings and teachings of our Kabir. This is the malfuzat of Shah Abdul Ghani Pulpuri, rahmatullahi, who was the Sheikh of our Sheikh of the Shahi Mukhtar Sahib, rahmatullahi. So, as mentioned on previous occasions that there is a special benefit in reading their words and trying to understand what message and lesson they have given though normally it is their teachings that is just discussed directly but this gathering once a month that we have this is the occasion we try to take the benefit directly from their words and understand the lesson. Some of these things were discussed on previous occasions as well. But the need of these lessons is a daily thing. These lessons are relevant to us all the time. So therefore we need this revision, we need this repetition because the most important thing is the action. The repetition is for the purpose of action. So the first malfuz that is here, Irshad farmaya ki agar har amal mein aadmi niyat durus kar le, to rasta bohat jalte ho jata hai. That before every action, if a person corrects his intention, then he very quickly will traverse the path, he'll get to his destination. The thing is, if a person has his destination, his mind, he has a target, he has a goal, he has a destination in mind, so now he can work towards it. If the person doesn't have any destination or has the wrong destination, then where he's going to reach? For example, in day-to-day life, if a person's destination and goal is dunya, dunya now in all its different forms, Dunya is not just what we may confine it to, that dunya is only some material thing. That too is, can become dunya. So one is for example just the person's destination, his objective is earning the material wealth. So everything that he does, everything he says, everything that he now, whatever it is, will be, it will be directed in that direction. So where he can try and make something more. Now what's the process to try and do that? For example, if the process is that I must talk very gently with this person because he's a very big potential customer. So then that will dictate that on this occasion I must talk very nicely, very very humbly. I must be very accommodating. Why? Because this is what's going to bring me my objective. And if somebody else seems to be that this person, there's no hope of getting anything from him in terms of any business. This person, at the most maybe I might have to contribute something to him. So there's no need for me to give him that kind of respect, to give him that consideration. So everything is now determined by what is going to bring more of dunya. 
So if that dunya seems to be coming, then there'll be that respect shown to somebody, there'll be that consideration, there'll be that whatever other things that need to be done so that that objective can be attained. And if that doesn't seem to be achieved by dealing with this person in a certain way, then it doesn't matter. So that is one part of dunya and dunya is together with that that sometimes some things are done, what is the objective, what is the destination that I need to be also putting myself in a situation where people understand who I am also I too must be respected I too must be given that recognition so this humble jah this love of the ego so now that will dictate what is said, how it is said, what is done, how it is done. So now that destroys everything. That destination is also obviously the destination towards destruction. So what is being stated here is that if a person corrects his intention in everything he does, then the road will be traversed very easily. The road is what? The road that leads to Allah Ta'ala. The destination is to gain the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Allah must become pleased. Now when that is the destination, then what a person does, what he doesn't do, all will be dictated by this. And that is the essence of everything. If the intention is correct, then that's the start. And that is the essence, that is what's going to determine now whether this will go in the right direction or not intention itself is corrupted no matter thereafter how wonderful something might be that's going to cause complete corruption in everything so this is the message that is given here that the most important aspect is the intention that's the starting point the intention is the starting point it doesn't mean thereafter the action can be whatever it is the action has to be correct as well but a correct action with a corrupted intention too is corrupted because an action, the motive is wrong. That is why in the Hadith Sharif is the discussion about the person who had spent a lot of wealth in the path of Allah Ta'ala, person who thought the deen tremendously, person who gave his life in the path of Allah Ta'ala. But on the day of Qiyamah, such people who did all these great actions, but did it for ulterior motives. It wasn't done solely for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Then Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu used to narrate this hadith sharif and there used to be times when while trying to narrate it you would first fall unconscious once, twice out of that severe fear of what is mentioned in here. That this person who did such great actions in terms of deen but it is mentioned that the fire of Jahannam will be kindled with them. They will be first thrown in. Why? Because these great actions were done with a corrupted intention. The so corrupted intention didn't just deprive the reward, it made it a means of azab. So this is the message and the lesson which is such a fundamental lesson. Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah compiled the Kitab of Bukhari Sharif, so many thousands of ahadith, but he commenced it with this hadith Sharif. First hadith, of intention the lesson that look you're going to study such a monumental work now 
you got to get deep down into the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so first correct your intention and likewise the lesson that anything you do this is a starting point if this is right then there's hope for what's going to still follow this is wrong then everything will be wrong and this is what the point is here jab bolna ho bazaar jana ho har qaul har fail se pehle apne dil se sawal kar liya jaye kyu bolte ho kyu ye kaam karte ho before anything we say before anything we do before any action before any word that is spoken first ask oneself stop think ask oneself that what is the purpose of this why am i saying it why am i sending this message for example in this time and age that's the mode of communication so now messages are flying all the time back and forth and all kinds of messages what is this message what is the purpose of it what is this motivated by is it motivated by what's going to earn the pleasure of allah taala or something else aur ek minute soch kar bole ki hak taala ki khushnudi is call ya fail se maqsood hai ya nahi think for a while that is this the purpose in this is it to attain the pleasure of allah taala or not ya three processes generally that normally go into anything generally one is the thought and then is the word and then will be followed with action also is not necessary there has to be any word sometimes there will be a thought and there will be action person has kept quiet something came to his mind and then he went ahead and did what he had to do so the talk and the talk in between is not a necessary part of this process but the necessary part is thinking because without thinking he's going to do something wrong so he must think first what am i going to do and then merely thinking about something good for example but they're not doing it is not going to serve the purpose person thought about mashallah he's going to recite one para quran sharif excellent thought alhamdulillah but then he remains sitting and that was the end of it so he's not going to get the benefit of reciting one para of the quran sharif he thought about giving some sadaqa he thought about it mashallah very good but the reward of the sadaqa will come when he gave it so now these are the processes the thought then sometimes there's word there's something said and there's the, the action but by and large what has become the situation in our situation is there hardly any thinking and hardly any action but great amount of speaking what was not really necessary the in between part sometimes is necessary sometimes not sometimes it's doesn't have nothing has to be said just have to make sure we think properly and do the right thing but sometimes we don't even think and we don't do the right thing too but we speak a great deal in between so the more important thing is to first train ourselves to think especially in day to day things and especially now this is not just a matter of thinking about well how to go about something it is beyond just thinking about how to go about something it is the very essence of the action why is this being done 
Often that's not the thing that comes to our mind. Why? It is what? What I need to do? So what I need to do? I need to say something. So I must say it now. But why do I need to say it? That why we don't think about. And the question of that why, if the answer to it is, that this why, the answer to it is, that to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, then that justifies going forward and saying what has to be said and doing what has to be done but if the answer to that why is that no no if I ask my heart then my heart will testify I can try to deceive somebody else but I can't deceive myself unless somebody has mastered that in such a way also that he has learned how to deceive himself that he does all kinds of upside down things and really convinces himself that this is fine I'm justified in doing what I'm doing then that is a very very ajeeb situation that has taken somebody Allah knows best what what ilaj has to be made of that and what remedy and treatment will be required now this is the same incident of the person who wanted to sell his horse which was a very troublesome horse and so many problems he was having with it, it was throwing the rider off all the time and had an endless list of problems with it so he gave it to somebody that please the agent please sell this horse for me so he went to the market and gave some agent now people who now are expert at doing all this so the agent now needs to make his commission too so come what may he has to sell it but now by explaining all the faults how it's going to get sold so he started praising it and he's praising it so much that the owner got convinced that this is a wonderful horse he told him please I don't want to sell it anymore give it back to me and he himself came to sell it because he was so fed up with all the problems that he was giving but he just heard some words from somebody praising it and he forgot about the reality and he now decided to take it back so all the problems we have about ourselves but we just hear one praise from somewhere oh sometimes Allah forbid we praise ourselves in some way and we forget about our reality we forget what our problems are and what we have to do to rectify ourselves and then a person becomes so convinced within himself that I am fine everybody else is a problem with them problem is with everybody else only I am the one who is fine at the most I am not perfect that's all I am 99% not 100% just one person only is my problem everybody else is a big problem so then there is no way we are going to make any progress in that manner the issue is to ask that why to ourselves very very honestly why? why 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 do I want to say this is it to feed my ego is it being prompted by this nafs and if we are honest about it very often we will hear the answer in our hearts that definitely not just yes that definitely this is prompted by the nafs but the issue is, we haven't decided to even start asking ourselves that why, illa mashallah. All you know is what, what I need to do. I need to silence somebody now. I need to silence him, I must do it. Khalas. I need to put somebody in their place, I must do it. Why? Well, that why doesn't feature in our situation. So this entire part of Islah, Islah is not just some something fanciful 
Islam is all about correcting and rectifying our relationship with Allah Ta'ala. That's the primary thing. And in order to rectify our relationship with Allah Ta'ala, we obviously have to rectify our relationship with the servants of Allah Ta'ala also in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased. What Allah Ta'ala wants from us in terms of His servants as well and what Allah Ta'ala wants from us in terms of His rights. To get that in order, that is what is Islam all about. It's not just about some fancy things here and there and we appease ourselves that well, I'm also making some Islam and we're happy about it that I'm also, mashallah, doing something. So fine, whatever amal are done, Allah will reward us, inshallah. Whatever somebody is making some tasbihat, alhamdulillah. Allah ta'ala's ni'mat, Allah ta'ala's bounty, somebody is making tilawat of the Quran Sharif. All these things must happen. Without this, this is then the person is not having any spiritual nourishment. If there's no spiritual nourishment, then obviously there's going to be a spiritual weakness. And when there's weakness, then there's disease. Disease then sets in very easily. And then now when the disease sets in, then there's all corruption of all sorts. Then anything and everything carries on. The disease sets in spiritually in the heart, but then that manifest itself through the eyes how the person is looking at haram all the time and is not bothering him also that what is he looking at what evil is he caught up in his tongue is just all the time in obscenity and is not bothering him also that what he's talking and how he's talking and likewise so many other evils then become the order of the day this is the result of the weakness that has set in due to the lack of spiritual nourishment Salah is being merged and there's no other amal carrying on properly and so many things then just go in a negative direction so that is all very necessary the amal is very very necessary but that itself doesn't complete what is required together with that this rectification of this relationship with Allah Ta'ala and that is a very comprehensive thing. It includes everything. Rectifying our relationship with the servants of Allah Ta'ala in a way that Allah is pleased. Where Allah Ta'ala wants us to distance ourselves from something, we'll have to distance ourselves. And where Allah Ta'ala wants us to join, we'll have to join. Then we are rectifying our relationship with Allah Ta'ala. So this again comes back to what was a starting point it all comes back to the intention and the simple aspect of the intention is asking ourselves this why I want to say this why what is prompting me to say it I want to do this now why and if the answer comes in the heart that this is what I have learned that this is what will please Allah Ta'ala this is the correct thing to do so then fine well and good let's go ahead and do it and if the answer is not coming clearly that this is what's going to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, then if you are sincere in Islam, then we'll keep quiet then. We'll hold back from that action. We'll rather take that bitter gulp than say something which is going to displease Allah Ta'ala. So this is the message in here that her all her fail se pehle apne dil se sawal kar liya jaye. Kyu bolte ho? 
Why are you speaking? Why are you doing this action? Ek minute soch kar bole ke haq taala ki khushnudi is call ya fail se maqsood hai ya nahi. Agar raza'i ilahi maqsood na ho, wahi ruk jaye. His heart says and testifies that this is not for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. This is rather going to bring the opposite. Then stop right there. رضای الہی مقصود ہو تو اس کام کو کر لے قلب میں اپنی نیت کی سخت نگرانی رکھنا چاہیے سیز ون شوڈ مانیٹر ہیز انٹینشن ویری ویری کیفلی دا انٹینشن آف دا ہارٹ دا موٹیویشن واٹ آر دا پرومٹنگس ہی شوڈ بی کیپنگ اے ویری ویری کلوز آئی آن ایٹ اور دس از سم ٹائم سیلڈم ڈن وی ڈونٹ اسٹاپ ٹو فرسٹ تھنگ وائی This is the very important starting point still. Let alone what still has to be done. The starting point in this path of Islam, it is our deen itself. Islam is not something apart from deen. Islam is something else, deen is something. Islam is all about deen. So the starting point is this why. Because if this hasn't come right, then nothing is going to be right. So why am I wanting to do this? Why am I wanting to say this? Why am I wanting to go to a certain place? Why am I smiling now? And why am I frowning now? Is all this for Allah Ta'ala or is for nafs? If it's for Allah Ta'ala, then even that frown is a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. Because there are occasions when that is necessary also. So if it is for Allah Ta'ala, that frown, that reprimand, that too will take a, provided it is done correctly within the limits, that too will take a person very much closer to Allah Ta'ala. Man ahabba lillah, wa abghada lillah, wa a'ta lillah, wa mana'a lillah, faqad istakmal al-eeman. The Hadith Sharif Nabi Islam says, the one who loves, the motivation is for Allah alone. Man ahabba lillah, and there are occasions then, wa abghada lillah. He hates something, that too is for Allah's pleasure, not for his nafs. He is giving, he is giving because it's motivated by Allah's pleasure. What's going to please Allah Ta'ala? And if he is withholding, then he is withholding also because this is going to please Allah Ta'ala. If he's achieved these four things, Nabi Islam says, فَقَدْ اِسْتَكْمَلَ iman. He has perfected his iman. All this is about the why. He is loving somebody, why? And if there's some hate, some direction, why? If it's for nafs, then that's a destruction. And likewise, he's giving, he's withholding, why? So the very simple lesson in all this is the why. That that why has to be developed in the heart. That a person trains himself to keep asking this question. And if this question comes alive, And not just then the question only, and then there's no attention to the answer, but then honestly a person is listening to the answer in his heart. Though sometimes, you say that people, people meaning ourselves, we sometimes have, they say, selective hearing. Like sometimes selective memory. Or they say selective amnesia, I don't know which way it works. Which way it works. So now we decide what we want to remember and decide what we wanted to forget. So sometimes we just forget but because we decided to forget it. And likewise, <clears throat> we heard something 
But we decided that this is something I didn't hear. So we select what we want to hear and select what we don't want to hear. So now that select story doesn't work in the court of Allah Ta'ala. To honestly listen to the answer of the heart and to listen with the answer of the heart, putting the heart as if it's now the day of Qiyamah. On that day there can't be anything hidden. Allah is all-knowing. So Allah Ta'ala knows what's in the heart. So obviously this too has to be in the light of correct knowledge. It has to be in the light of correct knowledge. That's another very important aspect which is a different topic on its own. That one is to ask the why, but if a person is lacking correct knowledge, then he should ask somebody else the why. Then guide me now, that I want to do this, and I think it is for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, is that really the case? Am I correct in my judgment? Or is this my nafs? Because if the person doesn't have correct knowledge, knowledge that's going to guide him in the right direction, then he'll come to conclusions which will be wrong and think it is right. A person is, for example, now some, there's some request for contribution towards some right, some cause, some good cause. So now somebody has come to him and said, look, this is a need for some thing that has happened now. People are contributing, so can you also please give something? So now he feels that this is a time of generosity. So now I need to be very generous now. So mashallah, generosity is something of such great importance, such great benefit. So now he is very generously giving a very good sum. So now he is gener- generous, mashallah. But now this generosity he is displaying in which situation his creditors are getting tired of now trying to get hold of him. That he is ducking and diving them. He hasn't paid his dues from such a long time. Overdue accounts are all piling up and now he decided to be generous. Now, and he is feeling good about himself. Alhamdulillah, I have been so generous. But actually it is inna lillah. It is inna lillah that where people are waiting for their due and that is not being done, that is now tantamounting to zulm. Matalul ghani zulmun. The person who has the means to pay and he is dragging it, that is zulm. So now he is committing zulm and oppression and feeling happy he was generous. Now either this was done just to please the nafs or it was total ignorance. So the ignorance also led him in the wrong direction. So then he is not supposed to make decisions on his own in such matters. Then he must refer it to somebody who will tell him, you don't give one cent in this. You pay your debts first. Because that's your priority. So now sometimes a person skims in necessities so that he can have some thing to spend in unnecessary things. So now a person is he's skimping in food so that he can have some other luxury and comfort. Anybody who say, by eat, rather eat something better, and leave that luxury and comfort out. Do what is necessary first. After you've had given your family their necessary things, now you want some luxury and you can afford it. You have the means, well and good. But what's the point in now skimping on the necessities and you want to go for the luxuries? So the same thing happens in matters of deen sometimes. We are not fulfilling what is the obligation. The obligations are being omitted. And now we're doing something which we feel very good about ourselves, which is on a level of nafil. 
but at the expense of the obligations. So that's not going to take us forward, that's going to take us backward. So in any case, this is the message here, this lesson of why, bringing in this why in our hearts, that why am I doing this, what is the motivation, what is the purpose. Har waqt zahir aur batin ko marjay ilahi ke tabi'i rakhna asal faqiri hai. All the time to keep our inner selves and external selves in the accordance to the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. This is what is Islam all about. Not just the inside, inside as well, that's the fundamental thing. Internally, the heart and soul and externally, everything in accordance to what is going to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, then a person is on the path of Islam. And if a person adopts this, اپنے نفس بال بچوں کے لیے ملازمت تجارت خرید و فروخت کے جتنے مشاغل ہیں نیت رضا الہی سے سب دین بن جاتے ہیں دس کمز رائٹ دین پرووائڈ ہی از ڈوئنگ ایوری تھنگ ود ان دا لمٹس آف دین ایون ارننگ فار ہز فیملی بائنگ سیلنگ وٹ ایور ادر تھنگس از ڈوئنگ ود دا کوریکٹ انٹینشن آل دس ٹو ول بیکم ریوارڈنگ ول بیکم اے پارٹ آف دین So what seemed to be the dunya, that too would become deen. So what a tremendously great prescription this is, that will make everything beneficial for us, and everything a part of deen for us. The Nadam al-Fuz, Irshad farmaya ke tadbeer ki haisiyat mahaz ek beek ke piyale ki hai, aur wo piyala bhi kaisa jo tuta hua ho. حکم سمجھ کر تدبیر تو اختیار کرنا چاہے لیکن نظر میاں ہی پر رہے ویری امپورٹنٹ ایسپیکٹ اسپیشلی ان دا ٹائم دیٹ وی آئی ان سو مینی چیلنجز پیپل انڈر گوئنگ سو مینی ایشوز سو دس از سم تھنگ ٹو آلویز بے ان مائنڈ مینی ٹائمز پیپل آس دا کوشچن بٹ یو نو آئی ڈڈ دس اینڈ آئی ڈڈ دس ٹو اوور کم دا پرابلم اینڈ آئی ڈڈ سو مینی تھنگس بٹ آئی ڈونٹ سیم ٹو بی گیٹنگ اینی وے So what is the essence of all this? That's a very important thing to understand. So it says that Tadbir Tadbir refers to whatever things are done to try and take care of one's needs or remove some difficulty. So whatever steps, whatever external interventions, whatever actions, whatever arrangements that are done Now a person is ill, so he's taking some steps towards bringing some treatment, some cure to try to achieve cure. So now cure comes from Allah Ta'ala alone, but treatment now he's taking some medication, going to the doctor, etc. So this is all tadbir. Now he is feeling cold, so he's wearing something warm, that's part of tadbir. He is now, whatever other some difficulty is there, So he's taking some steps to remove that difficulty. That's all part of Tadbir. Now let's say that what is the reality of this Tadbir? That must be understood very well. That the reality of the, this Tadbir is simply like a person who's begging. So he has put forward his begging bowl. This was not so common previously. Previously people just put their hand forward. But nowadays you find everybody got some kind of something in the hand and they want you to drop those coins or whatever inside it. It's some cup or something, some, so that 
was a very common thing previously. In previous times, the beggars always had a bowl, begging bowl. So now the tadbir, whatever tadbir, whatever steps a person undertakes to fulfill some need, to remove some difficulty, the reality of it in the system of Allah Ta'ala is nothing more than the begging bowl of the beggar. And that too, what kind of begging bowl? Or wo piala bhi kaisa jo tuta hua ho. It's a cracked, chipped, broken begging bowl. It's an old chipped book and the handle probably is broken, this one. Now that's the begging bowl. This, whatever steps a person might take, this is the reality. And now, when the beggar has got this begging bowl out, he's not looking at the bowl. That what kind of bowl I have. That's not what his attention is on. His attention is, whose hand is going to drop something in it. The bowl, he doesn't look at it, because his bowl is, number one, to start off with what kind of bowl it is too. And the bowl can't do anything. That begging bowl is not able to do anything for him. Though whatever will finally come will fall in there, but that's just what he's sticking out to ask for. So likewise, the tadbir that a person does, this is the command of Allah Ta'ala, you undertake the tadbir. You do what is in your capacity. You go out to earn a halal living, talabu kasbil halali faridatum ba'd al farida. So you undertake the process, you do the things in a correct manner, but all your processes are not more than the begging bowl. Your attention must be to the giver alone. Your attention not on your bowl. If the attention is on the bowl, then now you're going to be all the time in some other issue because now this bowl, bowl is now cracked, it's broken, things might fall out of it and what not might be the thoughts that will run through the mind. But if the attention is towards the giver, then it doesn't matter what kind of bowl is there. As long as you got your bowl, you're doing your best. What kind of bowl you can, you would take it in your hand, stick it out, hold it out there, so now somebody passing will drop something. Now if that beggar stands with his hand behind his back and now he's seeing all the cars passing by and he sees his people got no care, they're just walking past. So somebody will tell him, but stick your hand out, you'll see they'll put something. So he has to do something. So he'll undertake the process. So likewise, we are purely beggars in front of Allah Ta'ala. Every one of us is a beggar in front of Allah Ta'ala. And being beggars, we have been commanded to put forward our begging bowl. The begging bowl is the tadbir. But the attention is towards the giver and the most important part of this tadbir therefore is, is dua. So all these processes, this is like, if there's ten things to do to get something done. Now some things are on a secondary level, some things are on a very fundamental level. Like for example a building now, to put the foundation in place and put the pillars and put the beams and all this is fundamental. Without this the structure is never going to stand. But then there are finishings, the finishings are of a secondary level. The finishings, if it's there, it's going to make it more comfortable, it's going to make it more efficient, it's going to make it more better for, to look at also. But the structure will stand without it too. So likewise all these processes, its level is like the finishings. But the actual thing, the structure of this process is the dua.
because it's going to come from the giver from Allah Ta'ala alone and what's going to draw it from Allah Ta'ala's treasures is dua with sincerity fulfilling the conditions that are required in dua now unfortunately that is where we fail either there's hardly any dua there's no dua sometimes meaning dua is one is how we do it after salah other times just in a very very routine manner not even being conscious of what we are asking and how we are asking or at other times a little bit more time dedicated to dua but again our heart is somewhere we are saying something so to make dua the way dua is supposed to be made and then very importantly to make sure that there is no barrier to the dua things that become barriers to the dua what becomes barriers to dua for example consumption of haram earning in a haram way etc this becomes a barrier to the dua now the person is begging and begging but the hadith sharif lengthy hadith nabi sallallahu gives the example of a person now is traveled dust laden and really pitiable condition and now he is making dua ya rabbi ya rabbi but amatamuhu haram wa mashrabu haram clothing from haram is food from haram fa'anna yustajabu li dhalik how is dua is going to be accepted he's put all the barriers in place unfortunately we have put so many barriers due to so many things what not goes on how things are done how people earn what they earn how much of deception involved sometimes how much of corruption involved how many things carry on then if with all that carrying on then we can stand at arafat and we can cry tears of blood but we've put the barriers to the dua before that already we can be holding the ghilaf of the kaaba sharif but if we ourselves have blocked our dua already then where is going to reach so the barriers must also not be there so this is the starting point that we must understand what is the essence of this tadbir that this is the essence that it is nothing but the begging bowl of the beggar but the real attention should be towards the giver not the bowl the beggar is never looking at his bowl his attention is on who's going to put something in here so our attention towards allah taala alone banda haqiqi beek manga banda haqiqi beek manga allah ka hai that this servant is in reality the beggar from allah taala ya ka na'bud mein yahi iqrar hai every day every rakat or every salah and every time we recite surah al-fatiha and we are reciting ya ka na'bud ya allah you alone do we worship this worship is not only salah this worship is entire submission and this is the iqrar that we are making we are testifying to this that ya allah i am your beggar and you alone are the giver this is the testimony that we are giving ya allah i have made myself a complete beggar hum sirf aap hi ke ghulam hai aap hi ki milkiyat mein kisi aur ki shirkat isme nahi allah we belong to you alone we are your servants alone so tadbir se zyada dua mein ehtimam karna chahiye tadbir daif hai is haisiyat se ke tadbir ka taluq makhlooqat e aalam se hai aur dua qawi hai is haisiyat se ke iska taluq khaliq e aalam se hai 
So it says therefore, there needs to be more attention to dua. All these tadbirs and these processes that we undertake is a very very weak thing. Why? Because this is linked to the makhluk. We are adopting things that are created, makhluk. So this is linked to makhluk. And dua is linked to the khaliq of makhluk. In dua we are turning to the creator of all the creation. So now when one is turning to the creation, so Allah has put certain effect in things, so we'll adopt it, Allah has made it that way, that we have to adopt it. But that is after all still creation. And dua is to turn the attention towards the creator of creation. So when that happens, Allah is the one who will put things in that begging bowl for us. Make those things happen through that work, through those processes. Allah will make things happen with ease and afiyat and give barakat in it. Because the giver is Allah Ta'ala alone, not the begging bowl. The begging bowl doesn't give anybody anything. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. These are some of the lessons that are given here. Again, the entire object of all this is that we correct ourselves. Correcting ourselves is not something that happens by merely attaining some knowledge. Knowledge is the light, but the light is not going to be sufficient to reach the destination. A person has to walk in that light. The person has put the light on, mashallah, with the knowledge, and has to take the steps as well. So sometimes we learn something, alhamdulillah, that's a starting point, without learning, you're not going to be able to do anything correctly. So therefore there's such importance of ilm. Very fundamental importance of ilm. Because without ilm there'll be jahalat. And jahalat is complete darkness. And in darkness a person won't know where he'll fall. Because he's thinking now he's walking somewhere safe, but now in darkness he can't see. So ilm is fundamentally important. But then ilm ilm itself is not going to take a person to the destination. He'll have to walk in the light of that ilm. He'll have to make the effort. So mashallah, these writings of our kabir, the, the lessons, all this has provided us a light. But now the question is, the same why, that why did we decide to acquire that light? Allah must become pleased with us. So now how is we going to how are we going to attain that? We'll have to now walk the steps. So this is the need. One of the very important things in this regard, which helps one to now, again check, am I walking? And linked to this why, is what is called muhasaba. Taking an account of ourselves. Every day, giving ourselves a few minutes at the end of the day, pondering over the day, what I did today, how I went about things, how I spoke to people, how did I conduct myself privately, in public, and I was sitting alone, what I was doing at that time, what did I deliberately engage my heart in, so mashallah there will be things that will come to heart and mind which were positive, which were with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala correct, make sugar on it, and there will be many things that we will feel very very uncomfortable about that wasn't the right thing to have said 
I realized that wasn't the correct thing to do. Why did I spend so much of time in this futile thing? So not to make toba on that. This toba and shukr just becomes a daily thing. Inshallah, this will take us a long way forward. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala grant us complete islah with afiyat. Grant us his pleasure in everything. Enable us to walk the path that will earn his pleasure in every word, every deed. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين